Hi, everybody. This is Bob Rathbun bidding you welcome to a Trophy Life podcast from all of us here at the Naismith Awards in Atlanta, hoping that your week is going well. We've got a lot to cover today. You'll be hearing from our Naismith Defensive Player of the Year on the men's side, Davion Mitchell of the National Championship Baylor Bears, a very interesting, articulate, intelligent young man. I know you'll enjoy that conversation in just a moment. We begin, as always, with our Jersey Mike's news and notes. We've got a couple of more award winners to tell you about, our second annual Jersey Mike's Naismith Courage Awards, and they are senior Robin Arrington Epperson from Pittsburgh and Zane Ring, a senior from Boca Raton, Florida. Now, if you're not aware, the Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Basketball Courage Award recognizes a boys and a girls high school basketball player who has consistently gone above and beyond throughout the basketball season and has demonstrated courage in their approach to their team, their school, the game, and their community. Of course, we had hundreds of applications from across the country, but these two stood out the most. For Arrington Epperson, she is the class valedictorian at Westinghouse High School in Pittsburgh, the first in her immediate family to attend college. She's been a change agent in her community, and she's the starting point guard on her championship-winning basketball team. But that's not half of it. She has battled and overcome everything from homelessness to foster care system run-ins to parental abandonment and abuse. She has endured early morning bus trips to school and late nights caring for her niece and younger brothers, all the while focusing on her post-secondary goals. And throughout it all, Arrington Epperson has emerged as a role model. Congratulations to Robin. Now, Zane Ring also battled homelessness, foster care, family incarceration, a documented learning disability, and the death of his father to become a star varsity basketball player, a student who was on track to graduate and a purpose-driven young man who has just stolen the hearts of the teachers and staff at Spanish River High School. While living in a van with his parents and siblings, his academics suffered, and playing on the basketball team was a distant and unrealistic dream. Had it not been for his aunt taking him in, his future most assuredly would have been clouded. But luckily, his aunt became the guiding light in his life, providing Ring with stability and a purpose. He became academically eligible to play basketball, thrived on the basketball court, and one administrator told us, Our community needs more young men like Zane. He is an inspiration to all of us. Aren't they both? Congratulations to Robin Arrington Epperson and Zane Ring, our Jersey Mike's Naismith Courage Award winners for 2021. One other note before we get to our interview with Davion Mitchell. And that is congratulations to Hubert Davis, the new head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Hubert, of course, played at Carolina. He was there from 88 to 92, was the first-round pick of the New York Knicks and had a long NBA career that lasted from 92 all the way to 2004. He's been an assistant coach at North Carolina since 2012, assisting the man that he ends up replacing, Roy Williams. Our best to Hubert Davis, one of the really good guys in the college basketball game. He will do well as the new head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. When we come back, we will hear from our Naismith Defensive Player of the Year, Davion Mitchell. But first, this word from Jersey Mike's. Good things come to those who wait. At Jersey Mike's, they also come to those who don't. Download our app, order ahead, and skip the line. Cut to the Chase by Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. 
It's a pleasure to catch up with our Naismith Defensive Player of the Year and national champion Davion Mitchell out of Baylor. That's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it, Davion? National champion? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a long journey uh, with this team, but uh, I'm just glad to, to do it with those guys. Well, it was a great, great game. You guys were absolutely amazing once the Final Four began. Uh, two great performances, and, and our congratulations to you. Um, you really were the best defensive player in the country this year, and we send our congratulations. It's quite an honor uh, to win a Naismith Award, and, uh, of course, it's the Atlanta Tip-Off Club that uh, runs the Naismith, and to honor a Jordan, Georgian is extra special. You're out of Hinesville. Yeah, uh, I'm just... Uh, blessed to be put in those conversations. Uh, blessed to be uh, in the nation. I mean, there's really a lot of great defenders in those um, in the in the finalists, and I know it was hard for anyone to pick over guys like Mobley and Herb Jones and all those those guys are, that are really good defensively. But uh, I'm just glad my teammates uh, my teammates really did a good job helping me out getting this award. I mean, just by Team defense was a key thing for, for me, and I think uh, that our team defense helped me, my individual defense. No question. Uh, we remember you, of course, here uh, playing AAU ball coming up uh, in South Georgia, uh, down by Savannah, Liberty County. Um, when did it click for you, Davion, that defense was going to be something that you could hang your hat on? Um, I mean, I always want, like, Growing up, I mean, it was kind of hard for me to get on the court with the older guys. I mean, just because I mean, when you're younger, older guys usually don't want to play with you just because you're so young and you want to play against older people. So, but for me, for me to stay on the court, I would have to do something for me to just stay on the court. So I would just guard the best player and, and just harass him and harass him. And it was just like everyone wanted wanted me to be on the team because I I just wanted to play defense. And I think um, that's how it all started. Where like I always been a good defender. I think even in high school and middle school, like it's, it didn't just come in college. I mean, I've always been a guy who loves to play defense, and I, I've been a guy who loves to win. So I think that's where me playing defense comes from. Davian, I think many people, of course, who watch Baylor uh, and you the last couple of years uh, know your story of of going to Auburn and then transferring. And I was wondering how you used that red shirt year to your benefit uh, once you got to Baylor. Yeah, I used it. I think um, me and MCRT, I think we did a phenomenal job together. I mean, we didn't, even though we were like trying to work on individual games, we built that chemistry where we're going to take it to the team next year. Like, we're not just going to worry about ourselves. We're not just going to worry about us scoring all the points. We, we're going to make sure our defense is good. We're going to make sure we're talking. We're going to make sure little things like that. We're going to make sure we all connected and just not, just because we are two players that are sitting out and two really good guards are sitting out, don't mean we're going to come in and take all the shots and be like the heroes. Like, we knew we needed the whole team. We knew everyone had to buy in. But I think for me, um, I used it as, like, man, I can do – I can sit out a whole year with no pressure, no anything. I can just work on my game. I mean, just go to school and go to the gym. It's only two things I did. And I think that helped me a lot um, for the next season. I mean, I, I think I had a really good sophomore season at Baylor. Um, I did I, – I think we played – Pretty well as a team. I mean, we broke records, but uh, we unfortunately we didn't get, get to go to the NCAA tournament. But I think we still did a really good job. I think we'd have made a made a run in the tournament. Who knows? But um, for me, uh, I just made sure I had to get get better at everything. It was not just my shooting. 
It's my playmaking. It's my talking. My leadership. Yeah, it was a lot of things that went in for me to get better during that race that season. You know, you bring up an interesting point. You guys were very good last year, uh, and this year, you know, it's interesting. You and Gonzaga were one, two in the polls basically all season long. Did you guys have your eye on them because it was such a weird year with all the COVID shutdowns, and you know, you were out of activity for a, a few weeks at a time, and and yet when you guys got it back together, you were rolling again. Yeah, for sure. Um, we didn't really pay attention too much to it. Um, we just tried to focus on our conference, our game, um, things that we need to get better at. I mean, we knew Gonzaga wasn't really focused on this either. I mean, they were just worrying about trying to go undefeated and win every game just like we were. I mean, unfortunately, um, we had to take a pause, a three pause that helped, that really hurt us during our season. I don't, I don't know anything about Gonzaga pause or COVID protocols or anything like that, but I know for us, it really took a hit on us sitting out three weeks. I mean, not not to be able to play with each other, not to be able to be around each other, it definitely took a hit on our chemistry on the court. I mean, it showed against Iowa State, we played horrible. I mean, we still end up winning, and we end up grinding it out, but we, that was probably one of our worst games ever, ever playing together as a team. And, you know, I just, I'm just thankful that it happened during, like, the middle of the season and not the NCAA tournament where we had to take a pause and, like, close to the tournament, and that, that could have really hurt us during the run. So, yeah, man, other than that, I just think Gonzaga um, is a really good team. Um, they Throughout the whole year, they dominated every team. Um, they're really well coached, and they have really good players. And I'm just glad we got to play them at their best, and they got and they get to play us at our best. Well, you jumped on them. Uh, I want to ask you about the Houston game and Gonzaga in just a second, but when did you think – that you got it back to where you were prior to the shutdown? Because when you guys were rolling earlier in the year, I mean, you were as good as anybody. And it, you seemed to be playing that way once the tournament began, and particularly at the Final Four. But when did you feel like, hey, we're back to where we were? Yeah, um, I think um, we, we we really found that after that Oklahoma State loss in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, we had that week and a half. Uh, or whatever for the tournament, and we we were just practicing and then practicing and practicing. We was practicing so much, and and we practiced so hard. We emphasized everything on defense, and like we barely worked on any offense. I remember Coach you coming in like, "All right, our defense is slacking. We're gonna just work on defense. Like we're not gonna worry about scoring today. We're not gonna worry about offense. We're gonna work about guarding, you know, standing for our man, helping each other out, and doing the little things. And and that definitely helped our defense in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we were so locked in. We were back to what we usually do on defense. Um, it wasn't a lot of mental er- men- mentally errors that we that we did in the um, past, like in those three games that we lost or whatever. Like there wasn't no er- er- errors coming in. So that right, those practices really helped us mentally and physically. Um, we, I feel like we were the most physical team at the tournament, and that definitely helped us a lot because a lot of teams are not as physical as us, and they don't play as hard as us. So mentally and physically. Those things at practice really helped us. Wow, that's great. You know, not, I, I know what we're going through in the NBA, Davion. We don't even have time to practice. So I can imagine having a week and a half to fine-tune your game was crucial. And it sure looked that way once you got going in the NCAA tournament. You guys were tremendous. Let me ask you about, let me ask you about being in the bubble. Uh, because, you know, for you and – and Gonzaga, you you were the two left standing, so you guys were in there the longest of anybody. What was that experience like? 
Um, I mean, it was a, it was definitely a great experience. It was definitely new to all of us. Um, it was kind of reminds me of like an AAU t- tournament, it just like seeing every team, seeing every player. Like in AAU, that's what you used to do. You used to walk around the hotel, walk around the, the area that you're at, and you just see different AAU teams. So it kind of reminds me of AAU, but it was definitely different from the years I've been in college because I've never seen that many teams in, in one hotel. Or, I just usually just see the other opposing team. So it was definitely good things, but from the standpoint of uh, us being, like, together as a team, um, it was definitely a good thing for us. I think we, we built so much chemistry in that bubble, like, we kind of had to, like, just because we – if not, then we was going to fall apart. We were going to hate seeing each other every day. Like, nah, we love being around each other. And um, the coaches did a really good job with making sure we stayed active, um, just doing little games, like doing little tournaments because we all competitive. So we all every tournament we, we we play like Connect Four. We had a Connect Four tournament. It was probably the most competitive thing ever. I mean, it just it's just Connect Four, but it's just because the group of guys that we have is always competitive and, and just love just trying to be number one. Um, it definitely helped our chemistry because not you're not thinking about it, you playing Connect Four and you usually don't ever play Connect Four. And you just by yourself or with your friends. Like we just had a Connect Four tournament, and I haven't played Connect Four in like three to four years, and I end up winning. But it was definitely a fun experience being in the bubble, um, just doing little things like that with my teammates and learning a lot, a lot of things about the coaches and, and our teammates that I didn't know about. So it definitely helped us to build that chemistry. Tell me about your relationship with Coach Drew. Yeah, uh, me and Coach Drew were really close. Um, he he kind of uh, he helped me a lot. With uh, he's a humble guy, man. He's a he's probably the most humble guy I ever knew, I ever met. Like he. Uh, he never wants to be in the spotlight, and I think uh, I, I try to I try to do the same thing. I try to take a lot of things because of his leadership. Um, he puts God first in everything. Um, he's a guy that you want to hang around. He's always smiling. I mean, he's kind of never in a bad mood. Like I never seen Coach Drew mad before. I mean, unless one game we end up losing and he was pretty mad, but that's the only time I ever seen him mad. But being around Coach Drew is a he's just a great feeling. He's a good dude. Yeah, he'll be a friend for life. There's no doubt about that. Let's talk about uh, the Final Four. Um, not to gloss over, you know, the great wins over Wisconsin and Villanova and Arkansas to get there, uh, but when you when you get to the Final Four, the eyes of the basketball world are on you. What was the feeling before the Houston game? Uh, because they were as hot as anybody once you got to Indy. Uh, what was the feeling like, Davion, going into that game? Um, it was definitely. Um... A, a great feeling to have. I mean, our coaches were really emotional going into the Final Four. I mean, just because they, they've never been. Well, Coach Jacobs have, but none of the coaches at Baylor never been to the Final Four, like, it, together as bad Baylor. So it was just an amazing feeling just to see the coaches, how emotional and how how much they, how much it meant to them. I mean, I know it meant a lot for our guys. I mean, because we know we, we wanted to do great things. You know, we felt like we we were the best team in the in the, in the country. So, I know it was a great feeling for us and the coaches. Now it's Monday night. You got to wait all day to play that game. Is it tough waiting, watching the clock all day? Uh, I kind of. I mean, we had a game like that. I think um, in the Elite Eight. So it kind of like that Elite Eight kind of prepared uh, prepared me for that. That stand up all day and like I don't know when to take my nap because usually I take my nap like before the game, but I got to wait because we play at nine. So it was like it was pretty hard for us. We're pretty hard for me to lead eight, but for the championship, I was kind of used to it. I already knew what routine I had going on, and um, it was pretty easy for me to, to get up for the game. You jumped on him with both feet. 
pretty much, you know, looking back, pretty much the game was was decided early. But when did you feel like we got these guys? When when did you guys feel like you know this this championship is going to be ours? Uh, I think at the beginning of the game, um, it was just the the very first defensive possession. Um, we got our hands on two two fifty fifty balls or. We, we we really took those balls and we could have stolen and I just knew how locked in we are and I just I was like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. I mean we're not gonna I didn't think we were gonna win at that point. Like I, I didn't think we were gonna lose, but I I wasn't like, Oh, we about to we about to beat these dudes by this amount of points. I'm just like, it's gonna be a tough game for them. They're not gonna they're not just gonna beat us easily as, as what people are thinking. Like they're gonna have to work for it and we gonna play our hardest because we were so locked in, and we wanted to win that game so much. Uh, it just meant a lot to us and the guys. One final question, uh, Davion, and thank you so much for, for taking time out. This has been great. You know, much has been made that this is the first NCAA championship for the Baylor men. But, of course, the women's team has won NCAA championships. And knowing Kim Mulkey as I do, i got to believe – that no one in Waco was happier than she was for you guys to put a championship banner up as well. Yeah, for sure, man. Kid Moki's a, a, a Hall of Fame coach. Um, everyone looks up to Kid Moki in that building. Bay. Um, she did a phenomenal job with the, with the women's team. I mean, they're, they're like the, the best team in the country every year. But uh, just just took Kim Moki. Kim Moki had confidence in the, in the beginning of the year. And, and that's what I liked about her because she didn't just Jump on a bandwagon when we became number one in the country. She became, she became a fan of us when we were zero and zero, and she knew how good we can be just because we had a, a lot of guys that was coming back and, and and coming back to play the next year. So she already knew that we had the the team to do it, and we had the the experience players to play in the national championship. So I'm just thankful for her and everybody in the Baylor staff. Well, that's outstanding. Well, Davion, again, our congratulations on winning Defensive Player of the Year. We cannot wait to honor you in person here soon. And uh, we're so proud of you and Baylor and what you all accomplished. And once again, from all of us here at the Naismith Awards, our congratulations. You got a national championship. And uh, wow, what a great week it has been. Congratulations. Davion, thank you. And we wish you all the best in the future. And once again, our congratulations. Now, coming up next week on the podcast, we'll be chatting with Al Honor, who's our 2021 Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Girls Coach of the Year. Al will be joining us on the podcast. He's been the head girls basketball coach at Lake Highland Prep since 2011 down there in Orlando, Florida. We'll check in with Al, catch up with him, congratulate him, have a chat next week. That's on a Trophy Life podcast. From all of us here in Atlanta, we wish you well and so long, everybody. everybody.